For those of you who have lost money, like millions overnight. For those of you who are or have been in personal debt. For those of you who have been at rock bottom, ready to give up. Get ready because it's gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's a great thing. This is Below Zero to Hero, a brain dump by The Fail Coach, helping entrepreneurs develop a healthy relationship with failure. Look, failure can't be feared. It's the number one killer of creativity, ideas, dreams, and even entrepreneurs themselves. And it's thought will never get in your way again. With the right mindset, failure can be step one into a new journey of being a better leader, having better balance, better relationships, and most importantly, success. So bring it on. This is Below Zero to Hero with The Fail Coach. Hey guys, and welcome again to another podcast episode. Today, we're going to do an interview. Uh, and with me is Andrew Ray. Um, he's my really dear friend, but he's also amazing when it comes to business finances. And uh, because in my podcast, I try to give you guys value, value, value uh, when you're starting your business or growing it or scaling it. Um, I think business finances are definitely something that uh, it's on every entrepreneur's mind all the time. So, hey, Andrew, how are you? Good morning, Miha. I'm well, thank you. I, uh, I'm honored to be on your show. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time off your busy schedule for doing this. Um, just a quick intro. Can, can you like introduce yourself really quickly to the audience, uh, especially in particular about what it is that you do? Of course. Um, yeah, my name is Andrew Ray, and I'm the founder and CEO of a, a company called Flow Business Funding. And what we specialize in is getting access to capital and financing businesses. So helping entrepreneurs get money. Um, we also have another facet of our business where we teach and help them facilitate getting corporate credit, which is completely separate from their personal and under their LLC or corporation, which can be very powerful. And, you know, the sad part, Miha, is that most people haven't even heard of this or they don't know how it works or anything. So we're uh, passionate about getting that information and knowledge uh, that separates the very wealthy and powerful from the people that are trying to get to that level. Okay, perfect. And, and please do mention you already uh, also wrote a book uh, and it's tied to uh, finances, am I right? Yeah, you know, um, I we're in the pre-launch right now, and we're going to be launching it this week. It's called Entrepreneurial Money Secrets. It is published and on Amazon and Kindle right now, and you can also buy the uh, soft cover version. And I will be recording the audio version shortly. Um, and if anybody's interested in getting a copy, you can download it. We'll give you a link right now for ninety-nine cents. And we are actually going to be giving it away for a couple of days for free. So if they're interested in getting, you know, 99 cents isn't much, but if you want it free, you know, you can get on the list as well. And we'll be happy to get that in your hands because it's really to empower as many entrepreneurs as possible and getting this knowledge. We always, the tagline at Flow is uh, we educate, we motivate, and then we facilitate when you're ready. So Awesome. Well, I, I will make sure to include all the relevant links to, to your book and to your website in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's dive into, in, into what you do. So uh, tell me, who is 
your product or your service best suited for? Who is your ideal client? Uh, you know, <laughs> that's an interesting question because like you mentioned earlier, it's our, our target is really people that need money for their business. I mean, and that can be such a broad spectrum. Um, real estate investors right now are some of our biggest clients as well as e-commerce. And the reason is they realize very quickly and how much more they can grow when they have access to capital. You know, real estate investors get it that borrowing money and using that leverage is a huge asset and able to do more deals, to create more revenue. And, uh, and it's the right way to do things. You know, a lot of people aren't taught this and it shocks me really to be frank about it. Um, I come from a mortgage background. So back since 2003 is when I first got into real estate finance. And I saw this big discrepancy that most entrepreneurs that were trying to buy properties, you know, they are either writing everything off or doing everything in their own name and not being able to write it off and, and then trying to acquire real estate. And I went on a search in how businesses can obtain more capital. And that's how I uh, learned all this information, started applying it to my own business, saw the power in it. Um, so really, to, to answer your question, it could be anybody from a startup. We get capital for uh, and business credit lines for people that are just launching their business or they're thinking about it, and as well as seasoned entrepreneurs that are looking to increase, to expand and scale their business. Okay. Are there any limits? Like, you know, like what's the upper limit uh, of the money that you can raise for uh, a startup, for example, or a, a new entrepreneur? Let, let's, for example, just focus more on the entrepreneurs since entrepreneurs are the ones who are listening to, to this podcast more than I'm guessing real estate investors. They have other podcasts that they listen to. Yeah, of course. Um, the online entrepreneurs, this is a huge new way to look at approaching, growing, and uh, starting your business. And my whole philosophy, Mihai, as you and I have talked about in the past, is that money is energy. So, you know, learning to flow that, that energy in your direction is going to be a huge asset. And what you're doing online is very similar. You know, you're putting out information, you're gathering revenue, you're turning it back into more marketing and more growing and audience building. So, the upper limits would be dependent on what we do in the beginning to assess where you're at and what you need is called a funding assessment. The, the numbers that you can reach as a startup, if you have good personal consumer credit, uh, you can get anywhere from fifty dollars to $150,000 without financials. So that's based on you know your projections for your business and as well as leveraging one of the Hidden assets is what I call it. Most people don't realize the power of their credit profile, both personal and business. So optimizing both of those is what we counsel our clients in and how to leverage between the two in order to access capital. And Miha, I, I think I've told you this. What's so exciting right now is you can get, you know, twenty-five to fifty thousand uh pretty quickly, you know, within a matter of weeks if you got a decent credit, meaning above a six eighty, preferably above a seven twenty FICO score. And uh, and then it's zero percent interest introductory. That's what's huge. And you know you're looking at twelve to eighteen months of very inexpensive financing to to help launch, buy courses, hire a coach like yourself. You know, and and on and on. You know, as entrepreneurs, we know we've got a bevy of costs that come up, and and uh, having access to capital is a huge asset in being successful. Okay, but um, tell me. 
Um, let's since you know I'm from Europe and things in Europe are a little bit different and um, like honestly no bank will support a new company at least for the first two or three years uh, so for the first two or three years basically you depend on friends family and uh, you know uh, some seed capital or some government uh, donation grant and so on but no bank will um, invest in you if if you don't have a collateral which is you know like another business or you know like real estate or something like that uh, but um, and, and we don't have the FICA scores so that doesn't mean much to me when you say FICA scores but you know I'm let's say I'm a US citizen um, I've been doing well in my corporate job. Um, I, I was taking care of my personal finances to keep the scores uh, running as high as possible. Um, and now I decide to open a company and to start uh, an e-commerce business. And because I'm doing that, I need money to buy um, things that I will sell because I want to buy in bulk and then and then resell to people. Um, how would I approach that with your help? Yeah, you made actually a couple good points here. And <laughs> I guess I'm so used to speaking to the U.S. audience because that's our primary market. And so as far as FICO scores and things like this, um, for international clients, if you can somehow form a, an entity here in, this, in the United States, then we can go after what's called corporate credit. So you're building credit to the company, as I mentioned earlier, and you don't need a FICO score. You don't need any of that. Um, as far as here in the States, if you've been managing and you've got good credit lines, essentially from the application and, and a tri-merge, meaning we're looking at the three credit bureaus, credit scores, um, we can determine how much capital we can get right now. And it's usually an ongoing process. You know, it's obtaining capital is goals that you're going to be setting as your company expands as well. So maybe you, in your first round, you get 30 to 50,000. In your second round, six months later, you're going after another 50. And as you mentioned before, most banks will not finance. So these are alternative funding sources that we've acquired and we've you know, got many of them that we utilize. And there's specific strategies in order to obtain these kind of credit lines at, this, at these rates. So it's essentially um, making sure you're your credit profile is optimized to a point, meaning your scores are good, but also you have the right depth and the right. Uh, uh, when they look at your your the credibility of your company, you want to make sure it looks professional as well. So we guide our clients in all those aspects in order to get them the maximum amount of funding. And um, if they're not ready, then we put them in a program to get them ready. You know, some people come in with. Uh, they went through a rough time and their credit scores have dropped. So we actually work with an aggressive credit repair company and we call it credit optimization because it's not just repairing the bad stuff, but it's actually coaching the people in how to uh, get a better profile outlook and manage it and maintain it. So the lenders feel more um, comfortable uh, lending more money, obviously. So yeah, it's an ongoing process. So again, I, I, the sweet spots around three, 30 to 70,000. So a lot of our clients are getting 40, 50 grand, you know, without much, besides the process and it happens in a matter of weeks in most cases okay and um what what about the interest rates i mean um again in europe if you don't go to a bank uh that's usually called the gray area of money lending and you know if you can get like two three percent interest rate per annum from a bank 
these guys will give you 10 to 15 percent per year um so so it's it's quite quite substantially higher rates uh because it's not a bank uh is is that the case with uh, your offering as well or is it on par with what the banks are offering yeah you know a lot of these credit lines are going to be like what we call a, a stack of credit lines or credit cards so Initially, like I mentioned before, they are offering the specific banks we go to uh, are 0%. And it's anywhere from six months on the low end. Most of them are 12 to 18 months, though. So you're getting very inexpensive financing. And then we, we, when you get to that point when it starts going to uh, an, an adjustable or a bank rate, as you will, it can be anywhere from 10.9% to 18%. But at that point, you're refinancing out of those if you haven't paid them off already and getting into, again, going after another round of the 0% so you can maintain those low payments. And, um, and in the meantime, we also show people building your corporate credit, meaning credit to your LLC or corporation, works in conjunction with that because then what you're doing is building a funding vehicle and you're, then you're putting it under the tax ID. See, the first round, in many cases, people come in and they're not incorporated. They, they don't really know much about that. So we get them some personal capital to start with. But then the real power and the magic of leverage happens when they do it under their tax ID. And they learn. And I go into detail in the book about this. But a corporation is essentially a legal person. So you become the puppet master of this avatar, if you will, or legal person. And then you're able to build credit to it. And it becomes like a partner in your business. And there's, there's a lot of power in that, Miha, because especially with the recent tax law changes, everybody was like making a big deal about, um, you, oh, it's for the rich, you know, they cut all the taxes. And it, if you really look at the law, it wasn't that, it was for corporations. And most people don't realize that you can actually have your own corporation and then you can take advantage of all those tax breaks. I mean, we're talking 40% from what it was before. So that means you can inject more revenue into your business. You can obtain funding and you have a way higher probability of success by doing so. Okay. Um, well, uh, going back to, to Europe and uh, how things are done in Europe. Um, so if I, as an entrepreneur, want funding uh, for my company, if I'm not a big company, meaning uh, having more than, I think, 50 employees, uh, making turnover that is greater than I don't know what and so on. So th there are metrics how they say when you're small to medium and when you become a big company. So if I'm a small company, small entrepreneur with just a few employees uh, and I go to the bank uh, to lend money, they will always ask me as the owner to co-sign and to personally guarantee for uh, the debt. Is that the case uh, with with uh, uh, in your in your case as well, or uh, when you get people this 30, 40, 50, 60 k, this is completely on the company? No, as mentioned before, that's that was the power of the personal credit. You know, you're you're leveraging your good history in showing that you were responsible in paying your personal debts, and that what that does is enable a startup to obtain capital because the, the business is going to be looking at them and saying, Hey, this, this entrepreneur, he's, he's about to ask for more money, but he's managed his accounts in the past, obviously in a responsible way. So they're willing to grant it to you on your uh, signature. Now, 
the power in the business lending under the tax ID is that once they they uh, acquire the credit lines, it doesn't show up on their personal credit. It goes under the tax ID. So, and where the power in that comes is that while they co-signed it, if you will, like you mentioned, um, unless they default on the loan, it's never going to show up on their personal or damage it. And what a lot of my clients, you know, their epiphany or, or how they really see the power in what that really means is they take the, the leverage that they've been using in their personal name, put it under where it belongs, under their business, and then it actually strengthened their personal credit as well. And, and then building the corporate credit. Now, let's talk again. Here's the difference, Miha, between corporate and business credit. Business credit is anything that's under the tax ID for the purpose of business. And what does that mean? That means like, okay, the credit lines, it means it may be vendor credit or store credit, or we have uh, equipment leasing or purchasing. There's programs for that that you don't even need cash credit for. You can finance under the, the business. All these are under the tax ID and they all fall under business credit or funding. Now, the corporate credit side is, again, when we, we establish a credit profile to that legal person, that LLC or corporation, completely separate from the uh, owner. So they get to a point and our clients aren't having to co-sign or give their social or anything for those lines. That, you know, We start with a vendor credit profile and then we build it out. And once we have those scores established, we go after store credit and then cash credit. So there, if you do it correctly, you can actually get to a point where the co-signer is not going to be the person. It all falls on the, um, the corporation or the LLC. So we call that non-recourse funding. Okay. And so how fast can I get to that point? Uh, probably not on the day of incorporation, but, uh, you know, like how long does it take me to, to get to that point? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, timelines really are dependent on two things. It's really the person looking at the minimum of four to six months before you get to the, the cash funding side. If you're pushing your file and you're going after the vendor accounts and you're making your payments, you know, because you're going to buy stuff. You have to, when you obtain the credit lines, you've got to purchase something, make a payment in a timely manner. And that's how the score is established, much like a personal credit profile. Now, this happens much faster than a personal can be built. Um, so, Four to six months minimum. Most people are around nine to twelve months. You know, because and as, if you work with us, we have a couple programs and and we accelerate everything obviously because we're just moving you through the stages. So we have a coaching program and then we have one where you can hire our processor to actually go after the account, set everything up for you, manage it, look at your credit reports, and push the file. And again, this is a new area, so a lot of people opt for that because. You know, they're entrepreneurs. They're out building their business. They, they don't know much about business funding and how it works. Um, so they need guidance. So how do you usually work with your clients? Is it like, uh, do you have like, uh, do you do that as a coaching or it's completely done for you? I come to you, I say, this is my game plan. This is what I need. And, and then you make a plan and then you do your magic in behind. And I just keep working uh, at what I'm doing and you do your stuff. Yeah, I, again, it's a, a great question. Um, well, again, the coaching side, it's called the business finance suite. And you'll see so many success stories uh, on our website. And again, you'll have the links for all that as well. And our your uh, audience can download a free guide from there and they'll actually get an email funnel. If, if this all sounds exotic to them and, and they want to learn more, but they're you know not wanting to 
reach out yet, they can do that and, and learn because you'll start getting emails and stuff. Um, but how that business finance suite has financed over 15,000 entrepreneurs to, uh, to enable them to get corporate credit. That's an interactive coaching where you have, you're going to have people calling you every day for the first week or two to get you going, rolling in it. There's video content. It walks you, it paints through the numbers. Like it'll ask you questions like, do you have a business name? Okay, you do. Next step. Do you have an entity set up? No. Okay. Then go here and watch this video. It, it's an interactive training that kind of paints by dots and walks you through the process. And it, it has links to the different vendors, the different uh, applications you're going to be filling out. And it's a very um, proactive way to do it. Now, that's going to be on either you or your admin assistant to actually go through it and fill it out. And then, as I mentioned before, we have a processor who's already well-versed in how this all works. And she does the finance suite for you. She basically is going to go through the process. And she'll be in touch, you know, saying, pushing the file. Okay, we're at the legitimate stage of your business. Let's go after some vendor accounts. She'll set up the vendor accounts and then, you know, send you a link and then you choose what you want to purchase and, and then we'll take it from there. So that's usually the more accelerated way to, to reach the levels you're looking for in a shorter time frame. Okay, okay. Um, did I forgot to ask anything else? Like what, what are some of the most common questions of people who come to you for for the initial consultation usually the initial consultation um it's an exploratory either call or or a meeting you know if you're local we we try and meet in person if uh most of our clients are all over the country so uh we do things by phone but i want to hear about the business you know I, and hear about what your goals are what how much you're, you think you're going to need now and in the future and what your background is, um, you know, it's an exploratory call. And from there, then we set up what's called the funding assessment. And then it's a short application. We do a soft credit poll so it does not affect the, the borrower or the client's um, personal profile. And then if, if it looks good from there, then we give them their funding options. Like, look, you know, you're, you're looking to buy a big rig for your trucking business or uh, your e-commerce needs you know, 20,000 in advertising in the next six months. And, and how, and then we also counsel our clients, like how to borrow responsibly and how to utilize the, the credit lines. Um, so yeah, we, we try and do you, do you, all, um, sorry, but do you also have help, help, uh, like one of the biggest uh, struggles of entrepreneurs, not in the beginning, but let's say a little bit later when they start growing, is how to manage cash flow. Um, do you also help them in, in that regard? Do you, do you have any experience with uh, managing cash flows? Well, the one guidance I always try and give them, and it also goes along the lines with um, corporate or the business credit building, is keep your, your ratios in check. You know, if you if you need to borrow ten to fifteen thousand, go for forty five and only use thirty percent of your credit lines because it'll enable you to use more, keep your ratios down. And and uh, we're actually in talks with corporate CPAs because the whole power of what we do is a getting access to capital. But as you're mentioning right now, you've got to teach these entrepreneurs how to track and manage that cash flow and how much they can realistically borrow and maintain you know, in order to be uh, responsible in the payback and, and everything else. And not to mention that the way the reason that the CPAs are coming in is because 
you know, I came up with a, a, my own philosophy for this, and it's called um, flow and grow. And it means that you got to keep moving money. And having a CPA show you and manage how to do that, or a CFO, you know, that's another component, is to offset your tax liability, you know, to utilize all the write-offs, to have a strategic approach. So you're, as was mentioned earlier in this call, you're able to take more of the revenue that you would have been just paying out and put it back into your company and, and make sure that you're tracking the payments and when their due dates are and things like this. So it's being responsible with the, the flow or the money that you have coming into your company as well as what's going out. Because as you and I have talked about, a lot of people make a lot of revenue, but they're not really netting. They're not, they're not net profiting a whole lot. And a lot of that is because of tracking and they're not managing the money coming in correctly. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, there are some rare occasions when a startup is aiming for an exit. For example, that was the case in my last startup. Uh, we were like just going for the exit. So we were throwing money in it from investors, from everybody. And we were just burning through that money, knowing that at one point, uh, we will be acquired by a big player and all that money will come back. But that, that's, that's just another, that, that's a very uh, lean exit scaling strategy that we employ there. But for most businesses, um, it should be actually to manage their business uh, on cash flow and not on revenue. Because, yeah, you can have millions in revenue, but the cash flow is not there. A lot of times when I work with companies who are already doing a few million dollars a year in revenue, uh, they, they have the revenue, but cash flow is not there. The money is not there. They, they're making this huge amount of money, but uh, at the end, the owner is not taking anything home. Even he's owing money to others. Um, so yeah, um, I, I think that that's definitely something that a lot of entrepreneurs need is uh, guidance or, or or learning how to properly manage cash flow, how to approach uh, the whole cash flow mindset um, to actually have some money from the business that they do. I couldn't. Agree. I don't know. What's your take? Yeah, on that? I couldn't agree more. I I agree with everything that you just said, and. One of the, you know, we were on the internet, we get inundated with these big numbers, you know, oh, this Amazon store is doing a hundred thousand a month. And, oh, you know, I, I flipped this many properties and, and our company made this much, but what they're not saying, and I got um, kind of in trouble because I went on some forums and just forums and just asked the questions like, how much are you netting? You know, I mean, it's great to hear that you're making a hundred grand a year or a month, I mean. But how much of that is, like you mentioned earlier, how, how much is profit? You know, after paying for all the costs involved, how much are you really keeping? Because that's the number that's really the most relevant. You know, um, I guess our egos say and people want to sell courses based on, uh, you know, we're, we're all making this much money. But it's really kind of a, a facade that's not really true. I mean, I'd rather make a couple hundred thousand a year. And net 50% of that, then make 900,000 a year, and you're really netting about 30 or 40,000, you know, which is absurd as that sounds. It I happens, know, I you know, know, and like you said, even upside down in some cases. Um, just the other day, I was talking with, with a friend of mine, and uh, uh, he's working with one company. They're doing, they're in consulting business, not exactly coaching, but more corporate consulting. They do roughly around 
5 million US dollars a year in revenue, which is amazing revenue, but they have less than 5% profitability. I mean, it's still better than zero, but, you know, like, honestly, uh, with 5 million in a service, completely service-based industry, uh, that's like, what, 250K a year uh, that's profit, and that's before the taxes. So once you pay the taxes and all of that, I mean, you're left with almost nothing. And they're like three three owners, uh, so what do they get? Nothing. I mean, just go get a job. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and again, it's, um, this is one of the challenges that people don't like to discuss, but it's super important, you know, and, and I think the higher probability of having those strategic approaches in, in place, having your capital before you need it, because, you know, banks and lending institutions are funny when you need the money the most, they're not willing to give it to you. But if you prepare correctly, and when you don't need it, you actually start acquiring it. It's then it's there for you when you do need it. And all businesses at some point are going to run into cash flow issues. And like you mentioned, tax, maybe you get this big tax audit or whatnot, and you weren't set up correctly and you weren't guided in that aspect. That kills so many businesses, but nobody likes to talk about it because it's really an uncomfortable subject, you know, but it happens all too often. And the statistics, you and I are talking about something that it's not like just our opinion. This is statistically, you know, in my book, I mentioned this. In I think it's 30 to 50% of the businesses that are startups fail in the first 18 months. And the number one reason is they run out of money. And, and you know, another reason that's probably just as important is lack of management. They, they really didn't know. I mean, when you're transitioning from being an employee to trying to manage startup company with all the things that are involved, it becomes super overwhelming. And as anybody can attest to, you're going to go through moments when um, you wonder if you made the right decision. But if you can cross over that, then the benefits and it becomes very worthwhile, you know. So uh, it, it's our job. And I think the reason yeah, we're doing yeah, this yeah. is to help more people to avoid that pain. No, exactly. I mean, um, I'm, I'm really hoping and wishing that uh, many people will hear this episode and I'll do the best I can to promote uh, it as as much as possible Uh, because yeah finances um, it's almost like you know um, failure Uh, we don't like to talk about it it's something you know that we are almost ashamed of we hide inside of us Um, and and finances are also like a very taboo subject um, that we don't like to talk about. And, and we just say, oh, I made so and so much of revenue. But when it comes to, you know, like, how much did you, you know, put in your pocket? Um, that's where usually the silence comes in. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, we we are talking about it. And I hope uh, um, at least for some people, it will, I don't know, ring a bell, maybe, oh, uh, maybe I should, you know, um, learn a bit more about managing cash flow properly or, or how to take care of my finances or how to take care of my scores and, and all of that because maybe I don't need it today, but who knows? Maybe I'll need it six months from now. And what you said, when you need money, nobody wants to give you money. You almost have to prove that you don't need it um, and, and then they give it to you. And and so what you're saying actually makes a lot of sense. So you prepare upfront, you have all those credit lines open and and you know well 
good for you if you will never need it and you will be able to you know just finance everything by yourself but they are there for you if you somehow will need them um but to wait until the last moment that's uh not a very smart strategy yeah you know um yeah andrew do do you have do you have any good success stories from your clients that that I mean, of course, obviously, without any names or things like that. But, um, you know, like, is there is there any good story that you would like to share and uh, maybe go more in depth so that we can get true value out of that story? Yeah, sure. I mean, besides the the many uh, mortgage loan <laughs> people that we've gotten into houses and multi-unit properties and whatnot, but the, the business credit, you know, it's funny, I just had some... An entrepreneur, beginning entrepreneur who joined us and, uh, you know, they're actually in the Philippines and here in the States, uh, they go back and forth. So we're actually building corporate credit to them while they're going back and forth. And we just got them 50000 in the first round of funding just based on, on uh, their, their strong personal credit scores while we're building their corporate credit as well. And uh, we're going after another round here. In the near future, and we should get them close to a hundred thousand at zero percent interest. Um, and they didn't really have to provide financials; they didn't have to provide uh, any any other uh, information. You know, no profit and loss statements, and they can't believe it. You know, I mean, a lot of people are really surprised that this stuff is available. And so, you know, I mean, we have another person we're about to start building corporate credit for, and she's. She's young. She's uh, 30 years old. She has an idea for a mobile um, salon. Like she does nails and hair and things like this. And so she figured that uh, convenience is something that a lot of women would uh, be interested in doing. So she is building a, a truck and we're helping her get financing for this. And then we're building some credit lines for her as well and guiding her in how to use them. But she's already customized, you know, getting the the things together to customize her truck and launch her own business. You know, she just graduated from school and she's got student loan debt. That's another issue that we should probably mention. Um, you know, in our society, getting funding for our business seems to be the last thing people think about. But if they want to get an education, they'll pay a hundred thousand dollars to go to school to hope to get a job to make fifty thousand a year. You know, it's it's interesting to me. You know. I know, I know. That's interesting to the rest of the world as well. How how high uh, are your student loans and and all of that? I mean, that's crazy. just crazy. Uh, looking from the European point of view, where you know most everything is almost free. I mean, you do have to pay a little bit in tuitions and so on. But I mean, it's it's by far nowhere near as close as to the numbers that you guys. Uh, have to have to pay, uh, especially if you decide to go to top universities or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Andrew, um, if you could point out just a few little things, you know, like like or a few little tweaks or something that you know um, everybody can 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 make a change in their everyday routine or or how they handle their finances for the betterment of something that, you know, might happen in the future when they decide to start a business or they already have a business and they want to go for a loan. Um, what would be a few tics, trips, uh, tips and tricks um, that you would share uh, with, with, with the audience? What, what, what can they do today to, to better their future? Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, we call it being fundable. 
you know, <laughs> fundability. So the first thing I would say is uh, sit down, write your goals out, write a plan of action and what you're trying to do, how much it's going to cost. Start going through a, a cost analysis of all the things that you could use money for. And then it's tracking. You know, you want to start tracking, getting in the habit of tracking how much money's coming in, how much is going out, for what, on which dates, and and then doing your bookkeeping. You know, th those are essential for any business, but most people don't put that habit in place. So doing that from the get-go, learning to effectively and efficiently manage your money. And you can have it to a point that it's a push-button thing that happens very quickly. Um, another thing, get your personal credit in line. If, if you're having issues with it now, you know, we've all run into problems. You know, back in 2008, I'll use my own example as, as a, how I had to learn the hard way. You know, I, I was doing well. I had a mortgage company. I had five investment properties. I had a condo by the beach and we were making a lot of revenue. Well, we we were expecting a, a change or, you know, in in the market, but we didn't expect it to dump out from the bottom like it did in 2008. And it was just a bloodbath. You know, so many people went upside down so fast. It was unbelievable. But we learned that not having those those uh, things managed in a proper way, you, you lost everything overnight. So my credit got damaged, you know, by all that, obviously. But I also learned how to negotiate short sales and how the bank mitigation departments work. And in every catastrophe, there's always lessons to be learned. I think you would agree with that. And, you know, you're the fail coach. So we, we fail and we learn. You know, and then we help share with others so they don't have to fail as much. But the fact is they're going to fail at something and then hopefully they can learn and grow as well. Uh, so being on top of these type of things, capitalizing early, learning to leverage your, your credit in order to get capital, learning to utilize that capital, get on webcast, become a student. You know, every day you should be tapping in and learning something, following an expert like you, Miha, or, you know, if you get on our list, we're, we're sending free information constantly. We're about to set up a, a YouTube channel to share all this advice and, and ongoing doing interviews with people in the industries and some of our different lenders. Because we've got, you know, we work with over 50 lenders for different business programs. So getting them on and, and talking about their guidelines and it's just about learning and, and growing. And the other thing I would say for every single entrepreneur on here is start working on yourself. If you haven't already, a big part of success isn't just monetary. And I think you would agree with this too, Miha. If we don't have our health, yeah, if we yeah, don't have yeah. our health in check, if we don't have our relationships, the people that you're associating with, um, if you're not feeding your mind with good stuff and you're constantly improving in, in aspects of your life, then you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're receding. You know, and if you're settling for a place in life, you're you're already dying, in my opinion. I mean, we've got to continue to evolve, to grow, to uh, get a little better. So Working on yourself and finding uh, ways to improve in, in any way, reading, listening to podcasts like this, you know, making a daily habit of doing a little bit of exercise, you know, start to think about what you're putting in your body. Because being an entrepreneur goes beyond just making money. You know, we're going to make impact. We're, we're affecting others' lives, including our family and our close associations, but also the world in general needs good feedback. And that means you got to become a better person and, and give back and, you know, give selflessly when you do have the capability to do so. You know, these are all just eternal laws that we can all use. And it goes back to that whole idea of flowing money. You know, money circulating through these computer screens all over the world. You know, all we're doing is learning how to divert some of it in our direction. 
And then our job when we have an abundance and we have more than enough for ourselves is to direct it back out into society, whether you start a nonprofit, you know, and that's the whole circle of money. You know, you start with profit and end with nonprofit, meaning you're giving back to society. You're giving back to, uh, you know, people say that the rich are greedy. I, I disagree. You're providing jobs. You're providing opportunities for people. So take that responsibility and, and you know, utilize it in a, in a worthy way, if you will. I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. And uh, I mean, I, 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 I love it. Uh, now, to slowly wrap it up, uh, I think you, you, you definitely dropped quite a lot of value bombs there, uh, at least uh, probably sparked some ideas into people's minds uh, while they will be listening to this. Um, tell us a little bit more about the book. Come on, promote it a little bit. <laughs> you know me. I, it, it's hard for me to get out of my shell and actually promote. But, you know, it was a part of this book. It wasn't to sell books, as, as you and I have talked about. It was to get information in more people's hands, to open their minds to new possibilities. And, and as a user friendly, I, I put in my own story and my own interject, interjection of how I learned some of these things. Um, the simple fact was I met some very powerful people when I was back in university. I'm talking like CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, um, you know, high-powered lawyers, uh, stockbrokers, bankers, and they all. The common thread that they would advise me on is that Andrew, the world isn't what you see it. If you're middle or lower class in this country, you're missing the fact that everything is run by corporate entities. And the sooner you understand that, that's where the power of what we all do is. You know, and you wonder why people like you know. I'll use our the president as an example, because back when I was learning this, he was an example um, where he, he can bankrupt corporations and he'll walk away with millions of dollars, you know, and it's because they learn how to utilize corporate finance, you know, and I'm not saying go out and, and lose, you know, and, and do what he did, you know, and fail as far as your corporations, but learning this process that using these, these game board pieces and this game of capital, capitalism that we're playing is the powerful strategy that all of us have access to. We just don't know it. So getting this information through this book, this is only the first one, you know, and the name of it is Entrepreneurial Money Secrets because the wealthy have known this forever. You know, they've been utilizing these strategies forever. But how about the common people? The age of the entrepreneur is on us. You know, digital entrepreneurship is exploding, as we both know. And everybody wants it, – it's not just about becoming millionaires and all this – it's about freedom. It's about working from home or a laptop. It's about traveling, quality of life, having more time. So learning this part of the game is just going to enable more people to do things in a correct manner, have a higher probability of success, achieve the goals that they want, have a better life, and more importantly, pass that on to the next generations. Because one thing I think we're losing is that it's not just about us. We're only on this planet for you know, 50, 70, 80 years if we're lucky. But if we can somehow change the world in a way that enables the future generations to benefit instead of picking up the pieces of a failed system, then we're doing our kids, our grandkids, the, the people that are really going to count, we're doing them a favor too. That's true generational wealth. And having a nonprofit, a foundation, having all your finances in place, you know, buying a bunch of apartments that you can will to them. You can't will a paycheck, but you can will assets, you know and corporate entities and access to capital and things like this. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's why part of the, my passion is I'm not going to be here long. And I have a young son that I want to pass things on to. And, you know, any knowledge that I can enable others to get and obtain, you know, again, the book is the first step. I'm, I'm already working on the second one because the, the conversation goes way beyond just getting money. In Entrepreneurial Money Secrets, you're going to learn all these different funding methods. You probably haven't even, you've heard of some of them, but probably not all of them for sure. And then we go deep into the corporate credit building process. So you're going to really understand how like Dun & Bradstreet is the main corporate uh, credit bureau that enables you to change and separate your personal from business. So we go, I go into detail describing the history of, of how Dun & Bradstreet came to pass, the credit industry in general, how it was developed. So your understanding with, after reading this book will exponentially uh, increase all, all your ideas about what you're trying to do. And if you ever run into anything, give us a call. You know, I mean, I offer consultations and, um, and see if we can, you know, do strategy calls in order to, uh, you know, we're here to help, you know. So, uh, again, it goes back to education, motivation, and facilitation. Awesome. 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 I, I, yeah, I, it, it's always pleasure speaking with you, talking to you, exchanging ideas with you. Um, and uh, there, there's just so much that you know about uh, all of this um, that's worthy of sharing. And uh, yeah, I did buy your book. I haven't read it yet. Uh, I, I have to do that. Uh, it's, it's still on my Kindle. So I need to, I need to grab that and start reading it and, and educate myself a little bit more on, on the whole uh, financial department. Uh, I mean, that, that was the major reason why uh, a lot of the failures happened to me in the past because I was not handling the finances or I was not prepared or I was not utilizing uh, the secrets um, and, and I was not doing it in the smart way and so on. So, um, yeah, I'm, it, it was really a pleasure having you, uh, speaking with you. Um, you know, I appreciate you uh, a whole lot and uh, thank you for sharing all of this uh, with, with our audience. You know, Miha, I think so highly of you and anybody that follows Miha. One thing I, I can say definitively is he authentically wants to help you. You know, he has a place of giving in his heart and he's so knowledgeable. I learned from you too. And I mean, there's so much that you know that, that I don't. And that's the power in connections, you know, is that we all can accentuate each other. We all have our levels of expertise in certain areas. And um, I'm, it's been my pleasure to be able to share this with your audience and to help in any way I can. Um, I appreciate you as a person and what you're trying to do in this world. We have a similar goal and aim, and that's why our conversations are so fun. You know, I, I always enjoy talking to you. <laughs> yeah yeah i always enjoy talking with you as well and I'm, i mean we have our next call scheduled for for later this week so we'll be able to to catch up and and exchange a few more ideas and who knows uh along the way create a few new uh, episodes uh later on so uh yeah as your knowledge and experience grows i'm, I'm sure you will be able to uh share even more and and give even more and uh you know, my audience right now is is more at the early stages of the entrepreneurial process. But you know, later on, as they start building their empires and their uh, paths to freedom, 
um, they will need uh, even more information. So yeah, we'll we'll sure do uh, a few of this uh, in in the future. Just as the well. beginning of the conversation. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, Andrew, again, uh, thank you. Um, take care. Um, enjoy the rest of your day uh, and and the rest of your week. Um, I will do my best to publish this. Uh, not today, but tomorrow, uh, once it's edited. And uh, I'll let you know, and let's share this episode uh, from both sides and get uh, a lot of people to listen to uh, the all the good value bombs Absolutely. that you dropped. And uh, I appreciate you. Have a fantastic day. And absolutely, let's try and help as many people as we can. Cool. You Take too, care, Andrew. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.